everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. What does it look like to fan into flame the gifts God has entrusted to us? That's what Paul instructs Timothy to do. But what does that look like for us today? When I was a freshman in high school, I tried out for the dance team. Think high school football games, high kick lines, that kind of situation. And part of the tryout was doing the splits. And I remember being so determined to not only be the best at the tryout, but later try to win at a Miss High Kick competition. And so every night before I got ready for bed, I'd practice. I'd do my stretches and exercises and practice the high kick sequences, which my parents absolutely hated because my bedroom was on the second floor. Theirs was right below. So around 10 p.m., they'd just hear me jumping around over and over again. But over time, it paid off. I could do the splits. I could do the whole high kick thing, the exercises, and all the stretching worked. But today, many years later, I can't do the splits, or at least I don't think I can. I haven't tried, but I'm, I'm pretty confident I can't. And the same is probably true for you in whatever sports you played growing up. Maybe you could run a five-minute mile in high school, but now you're looking around 8, 10, maybe 12, or just walk. And the same principle is true for our spiritual muscles. When we don't run in the lanes God has uniquely wired us for, we get slower, metaphorically speaking. Sometimes that's just for a season. Maybe if you get really, really sick and have to be hospitalized, or if you're in the middle of moving and haven't found a local church to serve in yet. But apart from those instances, or instances like them, God's designed believers to be active, to be actively using their gifts in the church. So when Paul encourages Timothy to fan into flame the gift of God, we're left to conclude he's either, scholars would say, referring to his salvation or the gifts he's been given because he's been saved, which honestly kind of go hand in hand as believers receive the Spirit at the moment of their salvation and therefore receive a gift or gifts of the Spirit at that moment as well. So let's unpack it. As we talked about in the bonus episode, because Roman burned and Nero had blamed Christians, persecution was on the rise, and it was becoming more and more dangerous to be a believer. And so many believers were trying to keep a low profile, and in doing so, they were unfortunately becoming less zealous and more quote-unquote safe, but also less effective for the kingdom. In chapter 1, verse 6, we read, For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Now, that detail, the laying on of hands, we'll talk about that when we get to the book of Acts. But for right now, we're just looking at the first half of this verse. And knowing the context we reviewed in the bonus episode, for this reason, might lead us to believe that the reason Paul encourages Timothy to fan into flame the gift he's been entrusted with is due to the persecution. But remember, Whenever we see the word for or the word therefore, we always want to ask what the therefore is there for. And in this case, what's the for for? So we look at the verse that came before it, starting in verse 3. I thank God whom I serve, Paul writes, as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day, which is honestly probably where the contextual insight comes into play. Paul cares deeply about Timothy. He knows what's going on in the world, the persecution. He's praying for his friend. Verse 4, As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. Verse 5, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. So we see Paul leading Timothy to recall when he came to Christ. 
So think about that for a second. Reflect on that time. What did it look like for you to come to Christ? When did you fully surrender your life to Jesus? And when was the last time you intentionally sat and reflected on that time? One commentator says this, Every Christian minister needs at times to return to the inspiration of his ordination, to be reminded not only of the greatness of his calling, but also of the adequacy of the divine grace which enables him to perform it or to walk in it. Indeed, every Christian worker engaged in however small a task requires assurance that God, he never commissions anyone to a task without imparting a special gift appropriate for it. Reflecting on our salvation experience is one way to fan into flame the gifts that have been entrusted to us, but it doesn't stop there. Because remember, at the moment of salvation, believers are sealed with the Holy Spirit and we receive a spiritual gift, maybe even multiple. So whenever we encounter a verse like this one, verse 6, fanning into flame the gift of God, and we're not sure how to interpret it, we always want to ask, what does the rest of Scripture say about it? In 1 Corinthians 12, says this starting in verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. Verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Our spiritual gifts are given to us by God and for God. They're imparted uniquely and unequally amongst believers. They're for the building up of the church. And if we aren't sure how they should be used or what we should think about them, we should always turn to Scripture. 1 Peter 4.10, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Just like us, Timothy was sealed with the Spirit. He was set apart to walk in the good works which God had prepared for him beforehand. And Timothy, just as we have spiritual gifts, had something to steward, something to exercise. When we don't use our muscles, they lose their strength. Now, our gifts, they don't go away, but we get a little rusty or less effective for the kingdom. We're not walking as God designed us to. Think about it. When a kid breaks their arm, they get a cast, right? And if they have to be in that cast for a long period of time, it's pretty common that when they take the cast off, or the doctor does, their arm, it'll look significantly skinnier than it did before, or even just significantly skinnier than the other arm. But the cool thing about our bodies is that eventually, those muscles, they'll re-strengthen, and you can't tell a difference at all. I mean, think about how many people you know who broke a bone as a kid. I bet most of their arms look like nothing happened today. And in a similar way, that's really good news for us. Maybe you haven't been a good steward of the gift or gifts God's entrusted you with. Maybe you don't even know what they are. Or maybe it's been a while since you've served in the church, or maybe you've never volunteered. And the good news is that it's not too late. If those are muscles you've never flexed, you can start today. For others of us, we are actively serving. Maybe you have been for a while. And if that's you, maybe there's something for you to learn from Paul. Paul encouraged Timothy, a younger believer, to press on. I know it's getting hard. That's his attitude. There's persecution, but keep going. Who could you encourage or champion? We need each other. And that's why I'm so glad we're all on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.